It is week one of Dynasty Time, and we are here with your week one recap. Scott here, along with Dan. Is Hello, Dan everybody. I'm here. There he is. I'm sorry. I'm glued to this game that is still uh, happening here. 50 seconds left. Deshaun Watson's about to solidify his early GOAT status. Wow, that is strong words. I'm Big not call. watching too much. anymore. Sorry, that was too much. But it is. We are recording Monday night. There is one more game, but that's stupid because it doesn't start till like ten Central Time. So screw that. But we do have a very special guest, star of the Idol podcast, Paul Rossman, Ultimate Warriors, is in the house. Man, thank you for that uh, warm introduction. Yeah, I'm just becoming a. A podcast special guest up and down the board so uh yeah this feels natural to me happy to be here thanks for coming dan uh thoughts on the idol podcast you know scott it's still a little bit sensitive for me because i think you and i invented podcasting back in 2007 or something so <laughs> that's true we're just gonna we're just gonna pause on that for now maybe next year i'll be okay with it but uh for now not so much we're just taking your blueprint and, and making it better. But we'll give you credit. You're a pioneer. I wish people could see what our quote-unquote blueprint was, Scott. You know, truly revolutionary. Not good. Um, not good. You know, there was a lot of um, behind-the-scenes action going on that makes absolutely no sense for a podcast. Um, so, you know, we were truly trying to pioneer that aspect of podcasting, I think, which... You know, maybe led to vlogging, you know, vlogging. These people make gazillions off of that shit now. So uh, we were on to something. We just don't, didn't know what it was. Well, that's too bad, but let's move on. Uh, Paul is here, and most people probably don't know Paul. So I'm just going to start off with a quick tell me about yourself, Paul. Don't we, give me a couple softballs here. That was pretty soft. You should have your ele- elevator speech ready. Okay. Uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, so I work with DJ Pies, a.k.a. Scott Pies. Um, we both are uh, in marketing and market research at uh, PepsiCo, so that's how we know each other. But uh, we also bond over our Michigan connection. Grew up in Michigan, big Detroit sports fan, big Spartan fan. Shout out to the Green Hell. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I got a wife and kid. Oh, did you just miss that point after? Cool. Did you guys watching this? Yeah, I didn't want to spoil it for you. Oh, my God. Hulu Plus 90-second delay. I didn't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to say anything else here. But... Man, sorry. The emotion just carried over. Did he uh, miss an extra point to lose? To to not win. They uh, Watson, losing. Watson threw two deep strikes. Uh, back to back get for, another shot for touchdowns, it, huh? and they then the kicker, they yeah. missed the extra point, and now he's going to get a second shot at it. So, wow, just craziness! Well, great Wild. introduction, Paul. Yeah, I think my That's... biggest accomplishment to date, though, is being a special guest on the Idol podcast. So, so you all kind of know me anyway. That, That's fair. Um, Paul is a Spartan fan, so I'm surprised we get along at all, but. Unfortunately for you, we used to have a lot more Spartans in here. Right now, I think it's Green Hell, Bobby. Uh, that might be it, actually. Damn, I didn't know Bobby was a Spartan. I wouldn't yeah. have done wrong this week had I known. <laughs> well, let's, we could just start there. I mean, 
biggest surprise of the week, Dan? I mean, Ultimate Warriors coming in potentially with a high score to be honestly. Yes, he was the first on my list. Um, so when you said he was joining us tonight, it was fitting. But I think when we did our post draft pod, I don't know if anybody mentioned Ultimate Warriors, um, maybe no good offense. or bad. Um, and... No, Lynch did. He said I was the make or break uh, team every week. He said I could either go off or score 30 points. And I took the fence. <laughs> Well, you did not score 30 points this week. Yeah, I think major showing with, with Josh Jacobs still left to go. Um, pulling for him big time. I actually have him in my other league, so I need about 40 out of him. Um, <laughs> Could get but, that 10 bucks. Yeah, high score. That 10 bucks, that hot 10 bucks. Yeah. Damn. But I think overall, I mean, tremendous performance this week for Ultimate Warriors uh, in wake of the uh, Antonio Brown situation. On the block, off the block, on the block, off the block, both in this league and in real life. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, big performance for him. I feel for Bobby because he was one of my early picks for, for uh, you know, one of the best teams. And, and, you know, anytime your quarterback goes off for 37 points, you think you're going to win. So the fact that he, he loses is a little tough. But I think Bob will be just okay. He'll be fine. I mean, he is playing Frank Gore. But going back to Antonio Brown, I mean – did you talk to him? Are you feeling good about him st- still being on the team? I mean, wh- what's going on there? Yeah, no, he's uh, he's got his stuff figured out now. He's solidified himself as a, a contributing member to the Ultimate Warriors going forward, and we're happy about that. Um, right now, though, I'm not sure he's a starter on my team. I'm going to have to either bench Philip Dorsett <laughs> or Mohamed Sanu. So it's a toss-up right now. Um, Phil Dorsett really – Really carried his weight this week. And you really can't underestimate how important it is to get off to a fast start in this league. So, you know, sorry about it, Bobby, but uh, Ultimate Warriors had to come through. And what a transparency. Behind the scenes, uh, (laughs) Philip Dorsett was not in uh, Ultimate Warriors starting lineup as of like 11.55. And he threw him in there. uh, I blame the website for that. Mm. You like to blame the website for a lot of things. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm the big uh, proponent of switching sites. You should. So if you anybody should, wants to get on board, let's you should put that in the Slack and see how Slackbot feels about that. <laughs> um, the last, speaking... just just warning you, real quick. The last couple of guys who wanted to change sites that badly <laughs> are no longer with us. <laughs> I'll take that as a as a memo. I didn't kill them. Um, I do have news though. This is I a haven't heard from topic. Them. That's fair. I do have news. A little off topic. Uh, I discovered who was behind Slackbot. Any guesses? It's you, clearly. It was not me because I just figured out how to uh, manipulate Slackbot. Dan? You got to tell me. We were right all along. Lance. Kevin Lance Absolutely. figured out Slackbot. I knew I it from the first to. time. I knew it from the first time he posted. I knew it was him. So he's the only one in our league smart enough to figure that shit out. Let's be honest. Well, it's pretty easy once you know what you're doing. Apparently, you can just program in responses for Slackbot. So, if you want to put in switching sites, you'll get a response. One of like ten of them, and they're all very good. <laughs> so sounds like Lance might have too much time on his hands. <laughs> he's just too smart for all of us. Nice. 
Anyway, uh, elsewhere around the league, uh, I'm just going to go to my game quick. Championship rematch. Uh, that game was really close. Didn't feel like it. This game was not. No. Squatrito. I don't know what happened there. I think I'm going to win by – this could be one of the biggest victory margins of my career. It's looking that way. I mean, I just – zero points out of Kyle Rudolph. It's hard to compete when your tight end lays an egg. Um, you know, he did have a couple of guys going tonight. Watson, Philip Lindsay's still the go. Houston Texans D. But, you know, Watson had a great game, so he's coming back a tiny bit. But – Otherwise, you, you can't have a couple of zeros and expect to contend with one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, the Mike Evans putting up almost nothing doesn't help either. That's not uh, that's not expected. That might have been one of my biggest surprises, actually. He was supposed to be good, but apparently not. Uh, moving on. Yeah, you might you might put up the uh, high for this week. It's between you and me, I think. Yeah, I, th- this I think we're the two. Although C City Boston was coming close for a while there, uh, yeah. C City with the second worst odds comes out and goes one and zero. I don't know how they did it, but they beat one of the best teams in the league, or they're going to. They were Barely. my they were my second. A little early to say who's the best team in the league, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> never, never too early. C-City was actually the second team on my list as kind of most surprising for the week. Um, again, they were kind of called out as, I think, one of the, the worst teams on, on, our, on our post-draft pod, and certainly the, the, the Vegas odds reflected that as well. But coming out, uh, you know, I freaked out about this, I guess, on every pod we've probably had since the draft, uh, mm-hmm. that Christian McCaffrey fell to them at third. Um, not only does Craig choose to have the second overall pick, but then he takes Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Craig, scratching my damn head on that one, man. Sorry. Oof. Strong words. Yeah, and I think Christian McCaffrey is obviously going to be a solid contributor, but I wouldn't expect him to put up 38 points a week like this. I mean, I mean, his whole team was pretty feast or famine this week. A lot of big numbers, a lot of little numbers. So. That's have a little more consistency to compete, I think. I mean, McCaffrey's no Austin Eckler, so that's you can't expect that every week. Good point. It's a good point. Uh, Craig was ten and three in the series between these two teams. Has now lost three straight to Sioux City Boston. Ooh. Ouch! That's gotta hurt. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Blue 32 coming out and taking down Jutang Clan. David Elster coming off his wedding. Not the showing he was looking for. 84 points. I believe that's the low score of the week. Oh, well, maybe. We'll see. It's close. Yeah, I talked to uh, young Elster today. Didn't feel real good about his performance. Um feel like he left a lot of points on the board and honestly blue 32 kind of squeaked by not necessarily the most deserving of a victory this week with a pretty average performance across the board with the exception of maybe ty hilton everyone else was just kind of doing their part not even 100 points for blue 32 that the best odds in the league 
Yeah, uh, someone needs to revisit the odds, perhaps. Nope, the odds are perfect. Uh, let's <laughs> just call Elster out for playing Jameis Winston over Carson Wentz. That was a mistake. Yeah. That has to have been, like, a legit mistake, right? He better be coming out blaming the site or something after that because I am – that blows me away for sure. No, I think when I talked to him, he was just tinkering around with his lineup and ended with Jameis. But Incredible. What are you going to do? Ballsy move there. Um, not to backtrack too far, but just back to the Christian McCaffrey thing. He averaged 22 <laughs> points a game last year, uh, which was actually the third best running back behind Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon in terms of per game, which was three points ahead of um, Ezekiel Elliott. So, again... Craig, what the hell, man? It just pisses me off. <laughs> I love the passion. Let him know. See, before before Paul and I were were, were rivals, uh, <laughs> Craig and I were. I do love were, this little rivalry. Craig and I were division rivals when we had sixteen teams in in the four divisions. Craig and I were were rivals every year, and it seemed like the two of us were competing for divisions every year. So, why I want him to be good in draft McCaffrey, the obvious pick, I don't know. But um, it just bothered me, so I'll I'll never let it go, Craig. Sorry, you, but, you seem really you angry know. about this. I am angry. I'm really angry. It's the same reason I'm so pissed at myself that in my other league I took Joe Mixon ahead of Delvin Cook, and I'm looking at it like, what the hell is wrong with me? But that's just me, I guess, being a Vikings fan and just being anti my own team. But uh, anyway, I, the running backs just kill me every year, as we'll talk about maybe when we get to my matchup. You want to go there now? My lovely running backs. Let's, Let's just go to it. mine and get this over Let's with. Let's do it. Slackbot's uh, beautiful... own freelancers. Take yeah. me down. Yeah, I think he should change his name to Slackbot, actually. Um, <laughs> but I think Lance would have beaten me with four guys. Um, so that felt really good. Um, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. The last couple of years, I've had brutal injuries the first couple of weeks. I won the league two years ago, and last year got third. So... I'm not going to freak out too much, but you know, I'm just going to rip on Craig until I'm like three and two and feeling better on my team. I mean, the best part of freelancers team is Evan Engram pulling off a 28 point day after the draft debacle. Logan uh, cannot be feeling sure good about be, that. I was going to draft him myself. So mm. I thought I had a chance with that whole uh, snafu. But... We have to give him some some credit. He's got two. He's got twins. You know, he's working hard over there. I think we might need Logan to uh, call in and, and weigh in on that one. <laughs> I'm sure he'd have good thoughts there. Speaking of Logan, we had the sibling rivalry with Logan and Luke going at it. I vote it we looks... skip this one. Um, who let the tides into this league? I mean, this is just a bunch of bullshit. Like, what are these guys doing? The two worst teams in the league right now. Uh, part of the problem is Sammy Watkins sitting on the bench. This is the fifth highest total sitting on a bench in league history. Second among wide receivers at 42 points. Oof. That's got to hurt. It hurts, but it's, it's kind of excusable looking at the rest of his wide receivers and Sammy Watkins probably put up 42 points combined last year. <laughs> Dan, I don't know if you got time to check that live, but, uh, I mean, he hasn't done anything since he's really been in the league. I don't know. I just don't – it's yeah, it's unfortunate, but he's not been a consistent starter. 
I was going to say the same thing. When you look at Logan's team, it looks pretty damn good on paper. So he wasn't going to start Watkins anyway. I think with Tyreek Hill being a little banged up now, he might have to at least consider it since we have the three wideouts and the, the one flex. But in general, I think his wide receivers, top three wide receivers are pretty damn stacked. Sammy Watkins with 95 points total last year. So almost halfway, and halfway there. there. Yeah. Yeah, his running backs, though, just super disappointing. Uh, surprising. I think it'll well, be more consistent later in the in the year, but uh, yikes. Let's be honest. You guys are not surprised on Johnson wasn't that good. <laughs> I am I mean, surprised they decided to just not play him for no yeah. reason. About halfway through the second half, I was looking to see if he got hurt, which he did not. Is you it your coach, Lions, Paul? Isn't your, you isn't your coach? Isn't your coach like a rocket scientist or something like that? That's what I've heard. <laughs> Moving on. Too I, much time talking I about the time, even, brothers. I, I don't even know what to week. say about the Lions at this point. Um, but yeah, Luke is going to take down his first win as the Misfits. Uh, Green Hell is the last uh, winner of the week, taking down Paul, other Paul. In a, in a close matchup, actually. Uh, pretty average, though. Kind of boring. I don't know. Nothing yeah, I, expected, I expect a little bit more from Baker. Not so much from a fantasy yeah. perspective, but in the actual game. He looked uh, a bit out of sorts. I guess the O-line didn't play very well either. But I mean, it kind of made me happy that the Browns were not good. Me after too. all the hype. I'm right there with you. But that's... That's because my team will never be good, so I just hope for misery for everyone else. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really curious about Derrick Henry. I had him on my team last year, and he was really not great for the first, like, 14 weeks, and then he <laughs> started to really put it together late. If he kind of keeps up with uh, where he left off from last year, like, as he did yesterday, that could be a difference maker for him. But... I think Lav is sitting pretty now. Anytime your running backs put up 28, 25, and 20, <laughs> you're sitting pretty damn good there. So I think we called, we all called him out on the post draft pod that, uh, you know, his running backs are the best in the league probably. And if Diggs was a little banged up. So I think if he gets back healthy, he's going to, he's going to produce and be a true number one there. His, his team's going to be tough to beat. Could have one of the top tight ends in the league and uh, TJ Hawkinson putting up 25 points. Not bad. You just you just jinxed your own team there, Scott. He's going to put up zero zero <laughs> negative one the next three oh, weeks. He's gonna, yeah, he's going to tear his collarbone up or something. <laughs> he might have the best because that's what you do too. with those things. I mean, right? Metcalf had a pretty good game, not really fantasy wise, but overall he caught a lot of balls or a lot of a lot of yards. And then of course Hollywood Brown on the bench didn't even need him, but <laughs> yeah, Hollywood Brown, love that guy. I feel like I should. Uh, Try to make a trade for him. Get both of the Browns. Isn't that Antonio, be confusing. Antonio Brown's cousin? Something like that? Is it really? I don't think he made that up. Someone go... Uh, <laughs> he does that. Me. We'll fact check you on next week's podcast. Uh, but anything else in uh, week one here? You know what? Yeah, important the... to get a good start, like I said. I think we're... Uh, Scott and I are happy about our starts. Yeah, you speak, yeah, speak for yourself. Um, you know, usually 
week one, there's, there's a devastating injury. Um, and I know the week's not over yet with this last Monday night game going, but I don't think we had a truly devastating fantasy injury. I know Nick Foles breaking his clavicle or whatever was a big injury for the Jaguars, but I don't think anybody owns Nick Foles, or if they do, they're, not, they're certainly not playing him. So, so far, though, no major injuries. I mean, I'm feeling it. Tyreek Hill going down. Does yeah, that I was just going to say that. Tyreek Hill, little, yeah, but I'm right there <laughs> with you, man. Both my, both my running backs, I think, have, like, high ankle sprains or something like that. So that feels good. But, but in terms of – Who doesn't these Right. Days? <laughs> in terms of true season-ending injuries, I don't think we had any. So that feels actually fine. And I think the scores overall looked pretty high. I mean, we only had, like, three guys – uh, score under 100 points, maybe. So, you know, it, that actually yeah. feels, what feels. Scott and I talked about today uh, when we were talking at work, is especially for week one, I feel like they start, generally guys start a little slower, kind of feel, them, feel it out a little bit more. There were some big numbers put up individually and, and as a team. So, so I looked I into that. Yeah, what do you got? Mr. History over here. Yeah. So when I looked at the week one player points, Nobody in the top nine, but then this week, uh, the 10th, 11th, 13th, and 14th most points ever in week one. So we had some, we had some high scorers. Two of them were my players, so that helps. Mm-hmm. Keep talking. Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey at number 10 led the week. Oh, what a surprise. Number three pick. Do you want to get your digging on Craig? Nope. I think you got the picture. I'll text him later at like 1 a.m. Perfect. He'll, he'll appreciate that. All right. Well, moving on, we had some discussion in the Slack. Get on that Slack about rules. Thanks to Craig throwing this out there. Uh, what's your guys' thoughts on playoff teams? I know when we went to 14, there was a vote. We stuck with eight playoff teams, which is what we had when we were at 16. Uh, but what are your guys' thoughts if we should move down to six, seven, eight? Yeah, I think I like where Craig's head is with, with the discussion. For me, eight still makes sense. Uh, and I think one big reason, actually, is tanking. So, And I'll speak to my own personal experience two years ago. Our our trade deadline is week eight, right? So it's after week seven, so you're 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 – maybe three and four and you're thinking about, should I go for it? Should I not? Two years ago, I was three and four and I was about to tank. I had some offers for, I think, LaShawn McCoy, whatever. And I said, you know what? I'm, you know, a a game out of the eight seed. I'm sure seven, six, seven, eight, we're all tied at four and three or whatever it was. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to go for it. What happened? I ended up winning the damn league. What could have happened though, if we had six teams make the playoffs is it would have been an easier decision for me to tank probably trade, you know, LaShawn McCoy for a third round pick or something to one of the top teams. And then there you are, you have, you know, maybe two or three teams just loading up. Uh, that's my personal opinion. I'm certain others will disagree with that, but I think in a 14 team league, the best way to, I guess, get away from all that tanking and more than half the league feeling like they're dead in the water is keeping the playoff, uh, at, at eight teams. Well, I'm too, I'm too nervous to disagree with Dan. So (laughs) you should be, 
<laughs> it didn't work well for you before. <laughs> no, honestly, I think the the logic makes sense. I guess the the one side of it that I'll say is the dynasty aspect of the league, or this year aside, is one of the best parts of joining this league. And I kind of hit with the injury bug, especially early on. You can still kind of have a reason to to stick around and salvage for next year. So I'm universally against tanking if it makes sense for you. Um, but I think overall you can still do that in a if you really hit hard uh, and keep it at eight teams. So I'm I'm kind of in the camp of keeping it at eight. Yeah, Paul. Actually, that's that's a good point. I agree with you that I don't think tanking is a huge issue, but a few years back, it became a pretty big issue. Every year, teams were selling out, and then it—I don't know, Scott. You can probably chime in. You remember as well as I do, probably better. But there were definitely some issues with it, and I think the league was very aware of it. And that's actually why we ended up uh, giving or going to the consolation bracket winner, getting fifty bucks, and then also being able to pick your draft order. That's how big of an issue tanking felt at the time. So while I agree the dynasty part of it is the best part. And sometimes, you know, you just have to tank to try to improve for next year. It also got to be an issue there for, I think, three, four years in a row. Right, Scott? Yeah, I feel like we always had one or two teams that really went all out on the tanking, which the problem became you always had those one or two teams the next year that had like 20 picks and were clearly favorites, but and I guess primetime was the biggest example of that, Smitty. And he tried it probably three or four times, and it never worked. So that was when it was kind of like, well, do I care that much about tanking? Because it's not actually working for him. Um, and it was also kind of fun to have that enemy in the league that everyone hated because <laughs> uh, he would keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fair. I, so. I hear that for sure. I don't think it's a huge issue. It was an issue enough for us to do something about it. Um, but I agree keeping people involved. I think my only issue with the eight is you don't get much credit for being first or second in the league. So I don't know what we could do to, to give you some sort of advantage for winning the first 13 weeks. Cause last year, I think I was a five seed and birds was like a, well, birds was good. One. Birds was a, one seed i think yeah but then the year before that you and me dan we were like six and seven yep. or something so it's just so random when you get to the playoffs is there any way to to help the one or two seeds yeah and i think that's where my whole uh payout structure change would come into play where we we would beef up the right now we pay top three i think regular season so i think we would maybe just keep it top three, but actually beef it up a little bit. I understand the buy is probably more valuable, but then again, with the randomness of fantasy, it may not be. So I think it's always going to be random. Personally, I like to reward those regular season winners with money. You're guaranteed your money back. You, you know, maybe it's first place gets 150, second place gets a hundred, whatever that I forget what we are right now, but that's how I would like to reward them. Again, that's my opinion. Would love to hear other people's opinion, but this is one of my kind of hot topics going into the, the reset is getting this piece right. Um, and for me, again, it feels like in a 14-team league, eight makes a lot of sense. Um, 
but would love to hear proponents of six actually put forward a case. Sounds like you guys are both kind of a little bit of different can see the positives of both sides. I would love to hear a really strong case for six because I'm definitely open to listening to that. Makes sense. Should be a great discussion. Uh, Paul, is there anything else rule wise that you're thinking? Run. You know, should we have more keepers, less keepers, you know, just in general, high level. Just want to put uh, anything just want to put it you're to thinking. bed. We can trade future picks or we can't trade future <laughs> picks. I never got a, a, an answer. I noticed you voted for both. I noticed you <laughs> voted for both options. I almost which, deleted the it? poll too because that was also an option, but then I just felt like that was kind of a dick move. <laughs> I don't know why that would be an option. <laughs> I don't know either, but it was. Uh, <laughs> it looked like anybody could manage it um, and you can vote twice. Simple poll was, so... was a little weak. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of options with simplepoll.com. Okay. It was a good attempt, and we uh, got five no's, so I think we solved it, and it's over. Yeah. I, I think... <laughs> uh, the answer is you cannot trade future picks. That is that's going to be the, well, the official party at this line point. Up. Yeah, that's what we're going to go gotcha. with. I'm just going to stick to I that, think yeah. actually using that, that conversation to kind of stem off into other stuff, though, is I think we do need to talk about roster size positions number of keepers all that kind of stuff i mean i personally hate fantasy defenses and would like sign a motion to eliminate them completely i'm sure the rest of the league doesn't feel that way or maybe one or two do but i would love to change maybe the roster makeup definitely some scoring number of keepers scott you just alluded to i've been kicking around in the past do we add another like dp spot so that you know, if you do have a struggle couple of years, you know, like Logan referred to his three-year plan, that becomes more feasible and more likely if you have a couple DP options and you can truly try to build through the draft, something like that. I love the dynasty nature of this league. I would be open to expanding the number of keepers while also then limiting how long you can actually keep those players for. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a proponent of putting some sort of cap on how long you can keep a certain player for. There's always some element of luck when you draft someone like Patrick Mahomes in the 14th round. Like, that's great, and you should be rewarded for that, but you probably don't need to be rewarded for 10 years for it either. So putting a can keep certain players, I, I would be uh, a fan of. It keeps it a little bit more fresh, and I think that's part of the reason. You guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but part of the reason for the push for the reset is that it's feeling a little stale with people hanging on to people for, for a long time. Alvin Kamara, for example, Melvin Gordon, Scott, you're ruining the league. Wow. Ouch. Really just calling. So <laughs> it's funny. It's Real funny that cool. you say it though, Paul, because you're not wrong, but I think it was only like, a, like two individuals that had that specific opinion as a reason why it was an issue. So maybe Scott, I'm wrong, but I felt like I only really heard that reason being given by like two people. Yeah, and one of them's gone. So, you know, I think the reset was uh, more so to just spice things up a little bit, start things over. I mean, it's been 15 years, so I get it. And I'm actually excited because now we're talking about all this other cool stuff. Uh, Week one, I have a question. Did either of you guys miss the kicker at all? Because I kind of forgot there was no kicker on the scoreboard. I'm happy the kicker is gone. 
Yeah, I'm. I don't miss it. I do have uh, in my other league, Will Lutz, with the big uh, late kick might might help me get a victory tonight. But it's just so stupid that I gotta trust a kicker to either win or lose me a week. I'm happy we got rid of it, and I'm hoping we don't bring it back in the reset. Yeah, it's just such a. Crazy. I agree. I think it's great. Yeah, it's stupid, and it was really nice not having to worry about field goals this week. So, Last topic, Scott, before we go here. We've been talking about it on the Slack, obviously, a lot, the live draft next year. It sounds to me like the weekend before Labor Day has picked up a lot of steam, and I'm getting close to saying that's the weekend. I don't know if we we try another Slack poll and get everybody to vote officially on the weekend specifically. Uh, still some discussion needed on Chicago versus Vegas or maybe a Des Moines, Iowa uh, might pick up a little late steam here once I get on that, that campaign trail. But uh, – Oh, Robo Dan. <laughs> Sorry, was I was that Robo there? Yeah, mostly because you mentioned Des Moines, Iowa. So I think the the – Podcasting service said stop talking. Oh, <laughs> well, a couple good William Hill, couple good William Hill casinos down there. But uh, anyway, no, there no. In go. all seriousness, no. I think that weekend before, I think we should try to get everybody to commit to that at least as a weekend, and then we can kind of figure out the location from there. Paul, I don't know if you shared your thoughts specifically on that, but it sounds like that's becoming the most popular choice. Yeah, I'm I'm good with really all of it. I think Chicago is my preference just for ease sake and it sounds like we'd get the best turnout that way so i'm more of a a turnout over i guess overall fun in my book so if that means chicago then let's do it you heard it here first folks paul is not fun i repeat paul is (laughs) not fun never never promised anything of the sort so that holds up hey side note how old's your kid uh, 19 months. All right. Well, still talking in the months, are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I never could get that right. My son turned two in July, so I'm like, you know what? We're over that. Yeah. That's, I think that's the cutoff point. Yeah, I would agree. Two years, 24 months for those of you. Yeah, I, I remember from, you know, working at Target, uh, some of the the people I worked with would refer to their kids at, like, you know, 32 months or whatever. Nah. Uh, that's it was mul- multiple Beat times it. I heard it. I'm not kidding. Multiple times I heard that, and I, I just could not. I'm like, I got to do math to figure out how old your kid is. <laughs> like, just tell me the kid's two and a half, or like the kid's. I'm even okay with like, oh, the kid's gonna be three in October. You know, I find myself doing that a little bit. My daughter just turned six in August. I was saying for like at least two months that oh, she's gonna be six in August. That to me yeah. is not quite as bad as saying she wasn't seventy. Yeah, months. exactly. And that's that's exactly right. I was going to be like, yeah, she's seventy nine and a half months old. <laughs> that is intense. Well, on that note, I think we just did a podcast. Uh, shout out to the Idol podcast and special guest Paul. Wow! If you haven't checked it out do you have anything to say about that podcast you want to advertise yeah no once you everyone just go out there uh listen subscribe download uh smash the like button you guys know what to do i will not perfect (laughs) we know you already do you're a subscriber and we will see thanks paul (laughs) 
We will see you all My next pleasure. week. Thanks, Paul, My for pleasure. coming. Thank you, guys. All right. And good luck. See you guys later. later.